That's going to be good. I'm excited about the word that I got this morning. Father, we thank you that our hearts are going to be open. And like Brad prayed, Lord, help us just to, to, to open our hearts to the, the truth of what the word is saying so that we can recognize who is speaking and who is not speaking, who is beating us up and who is lifting us up. And we thank you, Lord, that you love us. You've always loved us. Your love never, never, ever changes for us. And all you're ever going to do is impart good into us, Father. So we thank you for that. We give you all the praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 8.1. If you've got your Bibles, if not, grab a notebook. Uh, we're studying. Romans 8.1 says, There is now, in New Living Translation, there is now no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Some translations say in Christ, and we understand that. I'll never forget when Joyce Meyer expressed, when she was teaching on being in Christ, she said, you can't be in Christ any more than you're in that seat. Think about it. You, can't, you can squirm, you can twist, you can get up and down inside the seat, but you're still in the seat. And the same thing in Christ. If you're in Christ, there is no, listen to me, there is no condemnation in Christ. There is absolutely zero. Where, you know, what is, what is a condemning thought? And where does it come from? That's what I want to talk about today. A condemning thought is an expression of a very strong disapproval. You should have, or I should have. He always, it's amazing how the enemy takes something he wants you to hear and he'll bring it around to where you are talking to yourself. I failed. I didn't make it. I got on drugs and couldn't get off. I, I, I'm, I'm doing things that I should, I'm thinking things I shouldn't be thinking. And he all, that's all, all, listen to me, that is all from the enemy. He is the one that is condemning you. He is the one that is speaking wrong things against you because what he wants is you to feel bad about yourself to the place where you don't trust who's really got you. That's why the Bible says when you're weak, he is strong. He takes care of you. He will always take care of you. But we've got to understand that he is the accuser. In New Living Translation, Revelations 12:10 says, he is the one who accuses them before God day and night. He is always accusing. He is always speaking. He is always telling you you can't make it. He is always saying you're a failure. He is always saying anything. Listen, anything where we make mistakes in life as we grow up, he is always the one that's beating us up. Every time you fail. We got a young lady back here that got college is chasing her. She's only going to be a junior. But I promise you, every time she throws a pitch, at first especially, and it goes wrong, the enemy says, you threw it wrong. Where God doesn't do that. He only tells us right. He only tells us a, a good coach will never cut you down. A good coach will always tell you, you can make it. Change your technique, because God tells us and directs us how to live. Follow this lead. See what's going on. And you'll, go, you'll do better. And you'll do better. You can do it. You've got it in you. You're natural. You can do. That's how the Holy Spirit speaks to us day by day. Where the enemy's going to tell you, yeah, you bombed out in school. You'll never make it. You're not good for nothing. And then if you've got a parent that's messed up because they did that all their life or heard that all their life, they're going to say, you'll never amount to nothing. That is not from God anywhere. 
I don't care who they are. You can't go. Well, why? Because I said. That's the enemy. Because the person, the child has no understanding of why I can't go. You've got to give them the direction of because it won't be good for you and I think you should stay home. Because there's things going to be going on that will cause damage and you're better off to stay home. Instead of saying, you just can't go. That's all enemy using words that it's going to destroy us and pull us down. He is. He is the destroyer. See, it goes all the way back to Adam. Adam, Adam and Eve heard nothing but good things. Nothing but this is good for you. The garden is wonderful. I will take care of you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. That was all they heard. And then they had a choice because he gave them a free will just like us. And they chose to find out between evil and good, and now they've got a choice they've got to make. And the enemy came along and deceived them, and from that point on, you have been given a conscience that tells you right and wrong. Well, see, Christ came and changed our conscience. Now, we've still got our old nature. Oh, my, how many people here? How many people here occasionally do things they wish they wouldn't have done? How many people here hear that voice of the enemy? And it's because we're hearing it all the time, and a lot of it is because we were raised wrong. My family was dysfunctional. Every family here was dysfunctional. We all were all raised in a religious setting. Sometimes you're better off never even been raised in church. The way church was, was twisted, and we, we heard wrong things, and we were taught wrong. Clean up your room or else. Going to restrict you for a month. Well, they can't even stand you for a month. So you know they're lying to you right there. Beat down. And then I, I was raised that if you did anything wrong, God's going to get you. I was raised if you did anything wrong, then you're going to have sickness and disease that's going to destroy you. And God did it. Well, we're in a cursed world, and he's, the enemy's doing it. It's what's going on. Every sickness and disease did not come from God. It come from the enemy. But we've got to recognize how many times we're hearing the wrong things. Hebrew 10.22 says, let us go right into the presence of God for our guilty conscience has been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. Well, wait a minute now. When I'm hearing these voices, my conscience is who's speaking to me right in there. What am I hearing? You're hearing the enemy if it's not a blessing. You're hearing the enemy because my conscience has been cleaned. My guilty conscience has been... I'm not guilty of anything anymore. My conscience has been cleaned by the blood of Jesus. Well, how is that? When he died for us, every bit of our sin was taken care of. When he rose, we, become, we went with him and we become a new person in Christ. Now, like I was talking to Nancy and Viola back there, now what we really are is what he says we are. So when we hear a voice that's anything but right and the truth, we're listening to the wrong voice. We used to think, I used to think, that the Holy Spirit convicted me of the things I were doing wrong. I am sorry, you'll never find it in Scripture. The Holy Spirit is the one that's getting on you. He, the Holy Spirit, convicts you of righteousness. He convicts the world of their sin. And I'm going to get into that. Don't get upset with me because it is a fact. 
Listen, what it says in Romans 6, it's, Our old man was crucified with him, that the body should no longer be slaves of sin. If I'm no longer a slave of sin, then I can choose not to sin. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to sin. That means I'm not, I don't have to follow that. I have a choice to say, no, my new conscience is nothing but pure. My old self is to always talking to me by the accuser of the brethren, Satan, and really not Satan, folks. We're not big enough for Satan. But all his demons are around. Ephesians tells us that we wrestle principalities and powers and rulers in heavenly places, which is part of where we're at. So we're always hearing, you, you've seen the old thing, one, one little demon sitting over here and one little demon sitting over here, and you don't know which voice to go with. It's funny how the religion has twisted that to where we even think he sometimes gets on us. He does never get, he never, 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 the Holy Spirit never gets on you. He tells you the truth. He convicts me of righteousness. He convicts me of those things I need to. You say, well, where's that in Scripture? Go to, Roman, go to John 16, verse 8 through 11. I want to read this to you. Now, listen to what it says. That's, now, this is the chapter where it's all read, or most of it's read, and it's, it's God telling us what the Holy Spirit, who's coming to us. Chapter 16, I've always loved, because it talks about the one that lives with us. Listen to what it says in... in Verse 8, and when he comes, listen to what he's going to do. Three things here. He will convict the world of sin. He will convict righteousness, and he will convict judgment. That's what it says there in those scriptures. When you Look what it says. And he has come. He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment because what? Because they did not believe. Who did not believe? Well, all of us didn't believe at one time. And the Holy Spirit convicted me. I can tell you where I was at. I was standing two, three pews back in the little Methodist church at Percy, two from the window, when I was convicted by the Holy Spirit to give up my sin. Not my, it doesn't say sins, because I'm always going to sin. Everybody here falls short every day in thought or something. But the one I had to take care of was believing that he died for me. That's sin. And that's what the Holy Spirit will convict me of first. After that, it says, he convicts me. It goes on, it says, it goes on, it says, verse 9, of sin. They're talking about what I was just talking about. They did not believe in me. Verse 10, of righteousness, because to my Father, you and you see me no more. I'm now... Now that I'm born again, now that I was convicted of my sin, now the Holy Spirit convicts me nothing but righteousness. Ongoing every day. I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. You're in right standing with me. I know you made a mistake, and I understand you're repenting of it, you repented of it. I understand that, and I also understand that you know that I forgave you already. Righteousness. Righteous. I'm in right standing every moment. I can't sin enough to get out of him. Out of him. I'm in him forever. Did you hear me? I don't care where you live or what you live. I don't care what took place in your life. When you recognize that he lives in you, he's always, he, the enemy's always reminding you of your mistakes. How many know when they make a mistake? How many know when you're gossiping, you get caught in the middle of your gossip? Maybe you started and didn't know it, but you get caught and finish. 
How many look down speedometer and you're going faster than you should be going? That's the enemy. Now the Holy Spirit will speak to me and say, the laws are there for You do it this way. We've all had kids. Well, I can't, I have it. But we've all had parents, you've all had. And when that little one learns to walk, we'll grab it by the hands and we'll get, and we'll talk. You can do it. You can stand up. Come on, you can walk down. We'll back up a little bit and then we'll have to, we'll back up a little bit and then we'll, we'll encourage and we'll encourage. And the little one, Gloria, went through this just not very long ago. Gloria will fall down and then we'll grab Gloria. You can do it, Gloria. You can do it, Gloria. And she'll get up and she'll walk. And now she can run all of this church. It's the same thing what the Holy Spirit's doing to you every day of your life. He's convicting you of righteousness. Now that goes on. The scriptures go on. Go on and it tells what happened. He reminds the devil. The Holy Spirit is always reminding the devil. Because he, now he's accusing you. And the Holy Spirit's going, no. They're covered by the blood. And you're already judged. He goes on and it says, it says, in verse 11, of judgment because of the ruler of this world is judged. You say, well, who's the ruler of this world? Well, right now, Satan is the ruler of this world. If you study the scripture, whenever Adam and Eve fell, he took over. But his, his days are getting, boy, I'm telling you, we are getting so close. His days are getting numbered. So he just remi he reminds him. This is, this is the things the Holy Spirit does. But let's go on with this scripture. On to verse 13, and it says, well, let's go to 12. Let's make, everybody will question me. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them right now. He says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, that's the Holy Spirit has come, he will guide you into all truth, and he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he, whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Listen to this part. He will glorify me. He will glorify Jesus. And he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. What is the Holy Spirit doing? He is convicting you every day of your life if you're born again. Now, if you're not born again, right now the Holy Spirit, by, maybe by internet, right now if you're not born again, maybe he's not born again, right now the first thing the Holy Spirit's doing is convicting you of your sin. That you don't believe in Jesus Christ. All you have to do is say, I believe. Then, from that point on, the rest of your life, he's doing nothing but convicting you of how good you are. The good you got coming. The good that he's going to do for you. The thanks for your future. He has planned. He knew. He knew you before you was even born. Did you know that? He, before you was even thought about, young lady. And he knows what he's going to do with you if you listen to him and not condemnation. If you follow his lead. She's one that gets here or tries to get here early and she'll run around and get all the microphones together and put them out where they go. And then when it's over, she'll help out and take them. Well, why? Because the Holy Spirit is telling her what to do. We had an example that they taught at camp and I thought it was, Jenny, he hit it on the head. I don't think they're here today. Mr. Furman taught the kids and he had he had somebody go around the room with a microphone and he was talking to them and telling them where to go and that person was following they got back here and he seen a twinkie and he got sidetracked 
by the Twinkie. And he, he, he ate, I think he had two, didn't you? So he, and I think he ate them both too. But it slowed his walk down because that wasn't, God didn't say, you can't have that Twinkie. He didn't talk like that. Jeff handled it so well. Now, now you need to keep going. Yeah, but, but and then he would explain. Yeah, but the, the Twinkies are so good, and he'd go ahead and eat, and God never, never did cut him down for the Twinkie. Never did, but he made his walk. He'd come around, and he got down here, and there was a whole box. It was empty. Now, wait a minute. He didn't get finished like he did at camp. He said, it was full. I had them all ready for you. But you chose not to follow. Didn't condemn him. It was so a perfect example of grace. See, folks, we live, listen to me, we don't live under law. We don't talk under law. We don't condemn the, the kids under law. We don't condemn our kids, anybody's kids. We don't condemn anybody. We don't, we don't say, you can't. We back up in grace and we say, this is the route that is going to be offered to you. This one's good. This one's bad. The love never changes. I, have, I, I can't tell you the sidetracks that I have made in my life. But I've never condemned by God. I was always encouraged. I can get you back. Now, I know you missed, I know you missed the, the exit sign. But don't panic and cut across and crash. There'll be another one down the road that I'll get you back. It's kind of like our stupid cars. Please turn around. Please make a U-turn. God doesn't even talk to us that way. It'll all be okay. Just get off and come back. Just, it, it, it'll be okay. I'll, I'll get you. I can get you. You may drive an extra 15 miles, but I'll get you back where you need to go. He's always, he's always loving on us. He's always encouraging us. He's always leading and directing us. He's always doing it. He, he does. And then in the midst of it all, he's always telling us those things we need to know. Folks, he is my comforter and he is my advocate. He is constantly, he's constantly defending for me and everything. The, 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 God only sees you as perfect because you're righteous. And that's why the Holy Spirit's responsibility is to glorify Jesus in what we're doing in our lives. That's why when you get saved, your life changes where you, you want to help people and you want to, and, and we are so pulled back by the enemy now. The Bible even tells us, be careful, because when you get, when you get down the road, we're, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be tempted to be lovers of self. And lovers of self is not Christ. He, he, came, he came to save us. He came to deliver us. He came to help us. And he's doing it like you're supposed to do it. He's just telling you the right way. He's encouraging you. He, he's always reminding you. Uh, he wants to turn everything around in your life. I, I was a little 12-year-old boy and wasn't really doing nothing wrong. I wasn't off in, in sin. I wasn't off in. But yet he knew that I had to have him. So he sent the Holy Spirit at that little Methodist church and got all over me. 
in the area of loving me so much that I recognize, oh, I've got, I've got to repent of my, my not knowing him. I've got, I've, got to, I've got to get forgiveness here. And I asked for it, and it was given to me just like that. 1 John 1, 9. Confess your sin, and he will forgive you. And I got forgiven. But then from then on, and I didn't know it until just recently, lately, I didn't realize that he is the one that's always convicting me of righteousness. All the time telling me how good I am. All the time telling me you can do it. All the time taking care of me. All the time fixing me. All the time saying, I know you're weak. I know you don't feel like being up there. I know your knee's hurting. I know you, I know, I know. How I many's got all them I knows? But instead of listening to all those I knows, that's the enemy. You can make it. When you're weak, I am strong, and I'm in you. I'll never leave you. I'll take care. I'll give you every word you need. I'm giving you words sometimes that don't make sense, but somebody else has got it. I give you the Spirit to pray in the Spirit. Nobody understands but I. He's got such a way, folks, in our life. Listen to me. I don't care what your age is. Start not out of demand. Just start listening to that still, small voice and do the next right thing. Because he's only going to tell you right things. And those things that aren't right, you'll know them. Because the enemy will remind you. Well, I'd like to go to that party, but I know what they're going to be doing there. So I'm really not a part of it. So if I'm around it very long, I, so I, maybe I'm just, I'm just not going to go. I'm just, I'm just going to forget that one. When you start listening to the Holy Spirit, listen to me. You'll do things sometimes. You'll think, well... We've had people that have drove by this church and the Holy Spirit has said, go to church here and pull in. Come in the door, didn't even know why, but they followed the Holy Spirit. They were already saved, but they followed the Holy Spirit and come here and become a big part of this church. Things like that. Smile at that person. Encourage that person. Now, you go to the counter and you're in a hurry and they're grouchy. You still got the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And what's the Holy Spirit saying? Be kinder to them. They've been standing here for six hours on the, this hard floor. Love on them, whether they're grouchy and cut you down. And what, just be good to them. That's the Holy Spirit. That's convicting of righteousness and right standing in your life. John, come on up. Team, come on up. Matthew. Hebrews, Hebrews 8, 12 says, I will forgive their wickedness. Listen to what it says. And I will never remember their sins. I don't, I don't get condemned by God. Never, never, never. He doesn't remember my sins. Then it goes on in, in, in Matthew, in the Passion Bible, I love this. When, listen to what it says. When virtue is stirred within, when virtue, Holy Spirit, is stirred within, the hearts of God, when virtue is stirred within the hearts of God, upright people will produce good fruit. The more... The coach tells me the right way to pitch. The more he directs how to hold my hand to throw the ball. The more he tells me how to lean into it. The more he tells me to say to someone, I love you. The more he tells me to smile at somebody. The more the fruit is of, of good is going to come out of me. When I listen to condemnation, when I listen to law, that is what I'm going to do. It's an automatic thing. I do what I think. We've got to do what he, we think over here where he speaks to us. We've got to know that he's got us. We've got to recognize that he wants to turn everything around 
in our life. I don't care who you are here today. You've got thoughts that God's out to get you at times. You're condemned at times because you get sick and you think you did you wasn't you wasn't good enough. That's nothing to do with it, folks. That's the enemy. God's always going to say, "I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to heal your body. I'm going to fix you. It's, it's okay. We 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 lost the son, but I will make good of it." It's crazy, but how in the world can that happen? I promise you, it says it, so it'll happen. I've lost my wife, but good is coming from it. I'm still looking for a lot of it. But I know what the Word says. And when I have a day when things aren't going right, I know the song we're going to sing. I know, listen to me, I know that I know He's going to turn it around. And we've got to recognize, if you're here today and you've got any sickness in your body, when we sing this, we're all going to, let's all stand. If you've got anything going on in your body, any type of sickness, if you've got anything emotional, if you've got anything you know needs to turn around in your life, the altar is open. You can walk up and sing here if you want and let God touch you. He can touch you there, but if you feel like you want to come up, the altar is open today. I just feel like the Holy Spirit, Neil brought it up and I said, no, Neil, I, I know that we need to do this. You're right. We need to have ministry time because God is going to turn things, even if it's just what I've been preaching. Even if you've just always listened to the wrong voice and you thought that God was getting on you, God's not going to get on you. Nowhere in Scripture. You find it and come and talk to me. It's not in there. Oh, it's in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, the New Covenant, when you, when you gave your sins over Him, your sin over Him, when you believed Him, from then on He says, I'm going to fix you. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to take care of you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm always with you, Ronnie. It's always there. If you believe, God will do it. Now, that doesn't put pressure on you. That just means I'm going to relax in what I've got and know the Holy Spirit's got it. Let's sing this song and listen to the words. They're really, really, really good. I'm praying God come and turn this thing
you blessed, you are dismissed.